Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm sharing three key tips to eating protein that will help you stay nourished, satisfied, and on track with your nutrition goals. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast, everyone. My name is Kate Freeman, and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. What a great episode it's going to be today. I'm getting stuck into protein and talking about some tips for eating protein that you actually should listen to. And then you can just ditch all the other nitty gritty pieces of information about protein that you hear. There are lots of opinions about protein and how much you should eat and when you should eat it. So I'm just going to give you the three pretty much all consuming tips and then you don't have to worry about anything else. But fun fact about me, for those of you who are following on on my new puppy journey, I said that I thought I might have been allergic to the dog because at the same time as bringing the dog home, I start getting the sniffles. Turns out it's just a coincidence and I've got a cold. And I haven't had a cold for such a long time, over 18 months I reckon, that I was like, didn't really recognise the onset of it. So I'm on the other end of the cold now, which is nice because it wasn't enjoyable. But the good news is, is that I am not allergic to my new dog, which is great. So let's talk through protein. What I do want to do is put my advice in some context. And I talk a lot about nutrition advice needing a context and that if it doesn't have a context, then that's how it can be really, really confusing because essentially what pieces of advice without a context can do is just blanket everybody in this one statement, which really it probably doesn't apply to everybody in that way. And so what I want to do is gear the context of this episode around weight loss. A lot of people wanting to lose weight or manage their weight, you know, maybe get leaner or, um, you know, even losing 5% of your body weight is clinically significant and can help improve things like insulin resistance, um, blood pressure, things like that. So it's, you know, weight loss is definitely a good thing if it's done healthily and for the right reasons. And so what can help you lose weight more effectively is getting your protein intake right. So outside of this context, at the end of the day, the average Australian diet actually meets our basic daily protein needs. So the bare minimum of protein that our body needs to survive, the average Australian diet meets that. So don't stress, right? So if you have no particular health or weight goals, right, then you just eat however you want. However, if you're looking to lose weight, stay satisfied while you lose weight and maintain your lean tissue while you lose weight, then the tips I'm going to share with you today are key and will help you do that. So Let's get stuck into it. So tip number one is you want to include a protein-rich food at each meal and snack. So there's been a lot of research done on the optimum amount of protein that we need to eat in a day. And 
The Australian Dietary Guidelines or the recommended dietary intakes, which are formulated by researchers, work for the government, they make recommendations based on sort of the bare minimum required to be healthy. However, researchers have taken that much, much further and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that a higher protein intake, particularly from a weight management and a weight loss perspective, is quite beneficial. And so the RDI for protein, which is the recommended dietary intake, is 0.86 of a gram per kilogram of body weight for women and one gram per kilogram of body weight for men. It's suggested that upping that a little bit to 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight is a good place to start. And so this is just slightly an increase, a 50 to 100% increase on the RDI. Now, why would we want to be eating a little bit more? Well, I'll get to that in a second. But what I want to talk about is how much food that actually is, because you might be thinking 1.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. What? Huh? So this is how we start to individualize things a little bit more. But for most people, this recommendation needs you'd aim to get between 90 to 160 grams of protein per day. Now, what you need to know about food, right, because we eat foods, not proteins, and that is food is not 100% protein. So if we need to get 120 grams of protein a day and we eat 120 grams of, say, chicken breast, we haven't hit our needs there. In fact, we've probably only hit around 25 grams of protein there. So in order to hit the target of between 90 and 160 grams of protein per day, we need to be including a protein-rich food pretty regularly. And so if you include one at each meal and at least one snack, um, you'll get there pretty close. So I recommend just at a minimum of going of aiming for three of your meals and one of your snacks per day include a protein-rich food. And you'll then basically most days consistently hit the mark of between 90 and 160 grams of protein a day. So your protein-rich foods are meat, poultry, seafood, milk, yogurt, and then your plant-based ones being tofu, legumes, beans. And then you've got other meat substitutes like the corn, Um, meat substitute which is made of fungi and other sort of plant-based meats. So check labels for the protein content but you're looking for around 30 grams of protein per serve. So you'll notice that I mentioned protein rich foods. This is because we want to aim for a food that's mostly protein or is going to give us a lot of protein for the serve that we're eating. Protein's also found in vegetables and nuts and seeds. So it's, it's present in all foods, right? Mostly. However, some foods are just low protein sources. So we wouldn't call them protein rich foods, but obviously they're going to help, you know, contribute to your whole protein intake, but it's really the protein rich foods that are going to make the most significant difference. So to help you understand this a little bit more, I've actually created you an example day and I've added the meals and the recipes into the show notes. So check that out. You can follow the links to the recipes and it includes three meals and one snack. Now, if you followed this in a day, it would be weight loss friendly in that it creates a calorie deficit, but it will mean that you get around 127 grams of protein. So have a crack at that day and see how your appetite feels just hitting that higher protein mark. So the reason this is so important is because protein helps spare lean tissue, which is essentially muscle. 
Now, muscle is highly metabolically active. It's what's burning most of the energy throughout the day. It obviously burns more energy when you're active and you're using your muscle. And so while we're losing weight and we're in an energy deficit, if we're not eating sufficient protein, our body's going to get pretty hungry and drive us to want to eat to get that protein in. But basically what it's going to do is start breaking down muscle to get the amino acids that it needs. So ensuring that you've got a high protein intake um, up around that two grams per kilogram of body weight is a great way of sparing that lean muscle tissue and giving your body the protein that it needs to function at its best. It also ensures that there's just plenty of amino acids for cell growth and repair. And protein also helps you feel satisfied for longer after a meal. So it just takes a little bit more effort from the body to digest, slows down gastric emptying and just helps that stomach stay a little bit fuller, which is always a good thing. So you know, essentially what this does is that when it comes to weight management, sparing lean muscle helps keep your body burning more energy. You know, you've got plenty for growth and repair to keep your immune system and other systems functioning really, really well. And you're staying full off for longer, which is a great way to manage your appetite. The second tip is to then evenly space your protein across the day. So let's just say you need to consistently aim for 120 grams of protein per day. Better that this is evenly spaced over your meals and snacks, so, you know, roughly 30 grams in each, um, rather than weighted towards one or two meals. So say you've got a day where you have, you know, no rich protein, rich food at breakfast. You're just having some toast and a cup of tea. Same with morning tea. It might just be a muffin. Maybe lunch is a low protein. You're just having a ham and cheese sandwich, but there's not very much ham or cheese on there. But then dinner, you know, you have this really big steak um, followed by yogurt for dessert, right? And you can see that day, if we added it all up, might hit 120 grams of protein, but most of it's weighted towards the large portion of steak at dinner and the protein being at dinner. Now, this advice is based around some research done on protein utilization and that there's a theory that there's a threshold that the body can only utilize a certain amount of protein from each meal at a time. So if there's a, a large meal, you know, particularly with over 60 grams of protein in sort of one hit, that it's not utilizing at all compared to a meal containing 30 grams. So of course, if you space your protein evenly across the day, then you're giving your body the opportunity to use it, all of it at each of those meals and snacks. Plus, of course, you've got the added benefit of the protein being in at each meal and snack, which is going to help you stay in better control of your appetite throughout the day. Most people are feeling quite hungry and wanting a large portion for dinner, often due to a lower protein intake throughout the day or just generally under eating throughout the day. And so they get to dinner time, they're really hungry, they want a big portion of food. So they, they do, they eat a big portion of food then. So you can help mitigate that and keep your portions really evenly spaced. So that means that you want to try aim to get lunch to be a similar portion size to dinner and vice versa, as well as, you know, getting something good in at breakfast and one other snack. Again, check out the example day in the show notes. It will give you a really good idea of how to hit plenty of protein. So remembering back to point one is consuming a good protein source, a protein rich food at each meal 
will help you evenly space your protein across the day. Um, And not only will it help you hit the total amount of protein that you need, but it'll also ensure that your body can easily utilize it throughout the day. Now, the last tip is choosing lean, minimally processed sources of protein. So this tip is all about maximizing protein concentration. And protein concentration is maximizing your protein bang for your energy buck. So we want to get the maximum amount of protein from a serve of food for the minimal amount of energy. And this is really, really important for weight management and in particular weight loss. The best example of protein concentration is to compare a sausage, like your basic, you know, supermarket beef sausage and a piece of steak. Now they're both beef. However, if we've got a nice lean cut of steak with the fat removed, it has a higher protein concentration than the sausage um, for this reason. So let's just say we've got one sausage that's about 80 grams one beef sausage, thin beef sausage, which equals about 200 calories of energy and contains about 15 grams of protein. If we compare that to the lean steak, we've got 150 grams, so nearly double the portion size. So more steak equals 200 calories and we get 40 grams of protein. So you can see for the same amount of energy, The processed higher fat sausage contains a lot less protein. And so if we wanted to get the full 40 grams of protein in the meal, you'd need to eat two and a half sausages. But by then you've consumed 500 calories. And of course, if weight loss is your goal, obviously it doesn't mean you can never eat a sausage again. You can obviously eat them on occasions, but it will make creating an energy deficit difficult. And if you do calorie control the sausage, you might find that one sausage is just not quite as filling as 150 grams of beef steak. So you can see it makes quite a difference. If if someone went throughout their day maximizing their protein concentration, it goes a really long way of one, helping them easily hit the total amount of protein that they need while keeping their energy low so they can still create a deficit because we still need that principle in place. And, um, and then it will also help them feel more satisfied generally. So From a general perspective, and of course, there's lots of exceptions to rules in nutrition, which is why I don't like making rules because our food supply is huge and wide and diverse and there's lots of different types of foods and they have different macro and micronutrient composition. But generally speaking, low fat, minimally processed protein sources have the best protein concentrations. So chicken breast versus a schnitzel, you know, plain fish fillet versus battered fish, yogurt versus ice cream. Even skim milk has a better protein concentration than full cream milk purely because we've reduced the fat. We haven't added anything to the milk, which means that for 200 calories, we can have more skim milk, which means we're going to get more protein for the calories. So if weight loss is your goal, One of the principles that you can apply along with the other principles that you've learned in this show, if you've been listening for a little while now, is that if you focus on maximizing your protein concentration, just with a few food swaps or planning to include a protein rich food regularly throughout the day, you will absolutely, if you are consistent, achieve your weight loss goals. 
Like always, if you do need help and support, check out the Healthy Eating Hub program. I actually created an entire six-week module on protein to help you, one, learn about protein, portion control, protein concentration, and then practice it as a habit along with support from my team. So head to the website and check that out. Otherwise, stay classy team and we'll see you next time. I know so many people that are frustrated by the fact that healthy eating is really hard to stick to, especially if they've spent so many years trying diet after diet and meal plan after meal plan. And I've just found, you know, after 16 years as a nutritionist, that at the end of the day, I believe that healthy eating is a skill. And so I created a unique program that helps people develop the skill of healthy eating. It combines micro learning, support, behavior change principles, right at your fingertips. And so instead of sticking to a diet, you are encouraged to change your behavior one habit at a time, as well as also delivering you heaps of achievable, practical nutrition advice, lots of recipes, food inspiration, things like that. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Well, that's it for the show today. If you're liking what you're hearing, give me a review. Leave some five stars there. I would super love that. Share this podcast with a friend and we'll see you next time.